Okay. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our final week in Pathway 3. Boy, this has been a quick time together, but oh, so valuable. I'm here once again, Dr. Dave Hirschman, with Dr. Terrence O'Hay, Sr., Senior Pastor of Faith Deliverance Church of God in Christ, and Terrence, Dr. Hayes, this week, you've got something that I think is going to be extremely interesting to our listeners as you talk about the seven churches of Revelation. Thank you, Dave. Again, I want to thank you for being a great host for us on the day. Uh, you made my job that much easier. There's a phrase I've often heard you say, uh, you've do, that, that, that you've done the heavy lifting here, yeah. and yeah. heavy lifting here. Uh, to bring these podcasts together, working together. We talk about unity, people coming together. That's what you and I have done these past mm -hmm. weeks. We've, we've come together, we've met to make this happen for this uh, great pathway. And uh, we've been talking about the churches, yeah, churches in the community uh, mm -hmm. having impact, the people that are in our churches coming together, uh, how to, even our community become stronger, uh, become vibrant, having vitality. We talked about the GPS, uh, the global positioning system, uh, bringing the world together across the divide. I, all, I made a great reference to my experience with training in the military, becoming a soldier. Mm -hmm. He said, this is who I am, was, this is what I become. Yes. This Christ makes is making us. We're going to bring me to our next discussion as we bring this to a close. First of all, it's about making disciples and, and be becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. We become followers of him. And now we seek about having a model. I think it's so important. We speak about modeling the behavior, having something as an example. We spoke about mentorship. Someone in our community can, can guide someone along to be a great teacher. So I love the word of God. Uh, the, 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 I love the inerrant word of God, the infallible, the word of God. There's no error. But it has given us an example as we're going to talk about these seven churches. Uh, you know, in the community of Asia, there were seven churches whose identity uh, depicted how they survived in their communities. And the communities were explicitly, they were explicitly described. I like how God puts things in writing. I said about myself, the people that I serve at the church, they always know that Pastor Hayes wants things in writing. Well, you know, John explicitly described these churches by the letters. And John, of course, was the writer of the book in Revelation. And there are seven churches. There's Ephesus, there's Smyrna, there's Tyra, there's Sardis, there's Philadelphia, Laodicea, and we praise God for these seven churches. And I want to say uh, each of these churches had a role in the community. And we talk about this course. You know, the purpose of this course is designed to share the involvement, the engagement, and the hands-on approach, Dave, of a congregation and community. You know, there has to be a hands-on approach. We just can't just open the doors and don't have any guidance and no one to direct, you know, those that are there. So we got the hands-on approach, even in our communities. So the community has already been defined, has been talked about. Uh, it was, it's really the roadmap 
the roadmap has been transferred and it has been followed. But it is a known fact that no two neighborhoods are alike. So each of them in these churches have their own distinct marking, their own distinct differences, just as our churches uh, have. So in the community of Asia, there were seven churches whose identity, we're talking about, again, identity, who depicted how they survived in community. And these, again, were written by John, by letters. But I love what John noted. He addressed, and of course, these in the book of Revelation. Uh, it, it is noted that John addressed Dave each one of the each one of those uh, churches, the leader there as the angel of the mm -hmm. church. That's so important that the angel of the church, pastors in your communities, you're the angel of the church that you serve. The angel represents the leader. If there's such a time that we need good leadership, men of God, women of God who are standing up, leading the, the leading the, the charge, walking in the assignment they've been called. Paul told us to walk worthy of the vocation we've been called. So these were the leaders. The angel of the church was a leader of the church. So the letter for these letters further discussed the state of each of the church and how each state uh, functioned in the particular cities. After the observation of all of these churches, Dave, judgment, judgment is made to each church and spiritual advice for the success for its successes and leaning on the word of God for his future. You see, we gotta lean on God's word to navigate our churches. We gotta navigate our, on the word of God to help us navigate our communities. We got to navigate on the word of God to be the leaders and the people of God that he wants us to be. So in all of the churches, one person is the center of them all. And you know who's the center of all this, of, 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 the, of, of the churches? Christ. Mm -hmm. must be in the forefront. He must be the lead. He must be the lead man. I like to say this, Christ is the glue that keeps it all together. And Amen. things to keep us all together, I, I just got to just say this, uh, with Christ being the agent of the glue to keep us all together, he's the agent for change, He's that agent for transformation, for progression and assimilation to ensure everyone's role has been touched by the hand of God. Oh, I want the hand of God to touch the place where I serve. It's not about my ability. Uh, you know, the, Zerubbabel said it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit said the Lord. So we need the Spirit of the Lord to be in our churches to guide us. For sure, a community cannot operate to its fullest potential with envy, strife, or schism in the body. So let's talk about Ephesus for a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to go into details because you have the information that you need. You can reference more about all these churches, but I'm going to just highlight some points about them to get us through this this, this moment. So Ephesus was the first church. It was a prominent church. It had a it was in a vital place in, in the province of Asia, and they had things going on well. It was one of the largest and the most affluent. It had one of the most largest and fluent banking centers in part of the world. But the writer writes, I like this verse he wrote here. He says, I know all things that you do. 
I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know that you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say that they are apostles, but are not. You have mm -hmm. discovered that they are liars, but you patiently suffered for me without quitting. But then he goes on to say, he said, this is commendable. This, is, but their work was unnoticed, Dave. But however, there's a however in all these churches, Dave, everything is not where it should be. Everything wasn't where it ought to be, even mm -hmm. it's moving along, going along. But there came the complaint. Everything was not where it should be. So my diagnosis here for the churches, the church community does not have all that does not have everything that it need. And what it was lacking here, it lacked the love. We should love those that we serve in our communities. So whenever things in a community is not going well, someone has to be the fix-it person. Yes. Church community, Dave, as I said, didn't have the love that it needed to survive. Mm -hmm. Love me or each other as you did at first. Oh, when we first received Christ, we loved everybody. We didn't want to harm anybody. We didn't want to say the wrong thing, but they got little complaints. They got a little loose. They got became a little comfortable, but you only have one chance to make lasting impressions. And I always heard that when women going to go on a job interview, people see you the first, your first opportunity, the first appearance can be lasting. So however you choose to teach the gospel, it must be genuine and it must be acceptable unto God. So mm -hmm church they are going to talk about was smyrna it was the second church the second church was faithful and dedicated to god now it was small in size but size doesn't matter as long as you're serving god uh in the in the just as, as though you had a mass common audience but it was faithful and was dedicated to god even with the difficulties that it encountered you know difficulties hit all of our places of of worship, but we got to know how to navigate, get through those moments. So it was a, a seaport community. We talk about the different communities. We talk about the urban, suburban, and rural. So there was a seaport community. So, but this is what the word of God said to them. He says, I know about your suffering. Mm. I know about your poverty. Mm. Rich. He said, I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. Uh, the social economic status of this church was in better shape than it realized. It had some poverty, but it was holding on its own wealth. But this church was, was about to face a trial. Dave, the churches today are in a trial. We're facing trials, how to get through this pandemic, how to bring our people together. Do we worship in-house? Do we worship away from the church? And let me say this, it doesn't take a, make you any faithless if you're not inside your building because our faith is equally directed towards the mighty God. But this church was facing a trial in their community. They had issues that can cause concern or havoc. No, no I, I, in, in, in many communities, Dave, uh, issues can, can cause concern, mm -hmm. havoc, but one must stay focused. One must stay committed and finish the task 
at hand. And Revelation 2 and 10 says, the devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. Yeah. Suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you a crown of life. There are times when all you do in the community can seem fruitless or of no value, but the hard work, the dedication, and the resources that you pour into it can appear to be overlooked, but in the reading, a crown will be rewarded. So there is a reward awaiting you for all that you do. Keep serving, keep following, uh, and God will certainly bring you through where you are in your community. The third church was Pergamon. Now, this church was a compromising church. The city was an equal, it was an early capital of the Roman province, but one of its noted landscapes was it had a famous library along the way, and it had the animal skins for the people that they used the animal skins for writing. But this is what the word of God says. It says, I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet mm. you remain loyal to me but you have refused to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan City. However, however, there goes that word, however, again, David, there was something God had against this church, their tolerance of unsound doctrine, unsound teaching, unsound principles. If there one thing that can destroy a community is unfounded and far-fetched thinking and negative influences. Mm -hmm. those, uh, uh, influences, those, those situations impact our churches. Everyone is not your friend. I hate to say that, but everyone's just not your friend. Neither do they all hope for you to win. Mm -hmm. All address this same problem, Dave, to Timothy when he shared with him these words, he said, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they will suit their own desires and they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say the things that, with itching ears of what they want to hear. People of God, we want to hear the truth. Not what I want to hear, but tell me the truth. But how do we tell the truth? Tell the truth in love, how that we can become better Christians, how we can be better in our community to serve and love one another. So, so now is the time for us to look around of where you are and look at how our communities are being affected by the various doctrinal and teachings that are going around the world. There is a solid foundation that can hold together all communities if it is built on the solid word of God. And we want God's word to be firm in our churches. We want God's word to be solid in our communities. But I love that, but there's a way out. There was a way out for this church. Uh, there was a solid uh, way that God, he said, nevertheless, God's solid, found, solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Mm -hmm. Everyone that name in the name of Christ depart 
from iniquity. So there was one way to redeem themselves. They knew what that way was? Mm -hmm. Repentance. Repentance, amen. Repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. We don't want the mouth of the sword to come against us, but while we have the opportunity to confess our sins for God to come into our lives, that's how, what God wanted that church to do. Now we're coming down, we're halfway almost coming to a close with these churches. There was Thyatira, it was the fourth church. It was a church day, which is simply too tolerant. The diagnosis, there was no limitations. There were no boundaries. They, mm. man, that church was out of control. Mm, mm, mm. It was known as an outpost community for the training it was known for. But this community was permitting an openness of a lifestyle that went further than it should have. Mm -hmm. In anything, Dave, uh, where it be communities, our homes, our churches, uh, in, in, in anything, there has to be limits. There has to be limits. A time to say yay or a time mm -hmm. to say nay. But Thyatira was not this community. It reminds me of the story of the Old Testament when Moses went up into the mountain to hear from God, but he left Aaron in charge with the congregation. So the congregants who remained, they began to murmur and complain that they wanted Aaron to allow them to be free, uh, to, to tap in their, on their wild side, if you will. So this is what happens when you become too tolerant. You begin to allow things to happen. But when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, let us make gods before us. And yeah. as this uh, was going on for uh, in, in that particular setting, as for this, the fellow Moses who brought us up, yeah, they know this is what they say. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. Moses was up there going to hear from God. But what yes. happened to Moses, he was listening and obeying God to come back to the people. But in instances like that, Dave, where people get restless, they begin to exhibit less patience, things can go, things can go awry in community. But the Lord brother said to this church, I know all things you do. God knows everything that's going on in your community. Yeah. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement and all mm -hmm. these things. But despite the good, ah, there was a flaw. He said, yeah. permitting that woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, Mm -hmm. to lead my servants astray. Sometimes yeah. bad things outweigh the good. Therefore, do not let what you know, uh, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Mm -hmm. Wrong person in our community in the wrong place can set things back than moving things forward. We want our community to move forward. We want things to go well. So there is only one way to put things back on track in the community when they go left is to correct it and steer the ship ah, in the right direction. Amen. The next church was that church Sardis. It's the fifth church. Let me tell you about the fifth church. It was a dead church. It was a dead church. It had no life. It had no example, no modeling of behavior to embrace. 
Its locality was 50 miles east of Smyrna, located on the Southeast Highway from Pergamon to Atera. It was also known as a home to a large group of well-established Jews called Sephardic, named after the city's name. It says, but I, the word of God says, I know all the things that you do. I love that God knows all the things that we do. We can from God, we can hide from God, and that you have a reputation for being alive, but, but you're dead. Mm. Oh, you're dead. So what can so what can get done in the community, Dave, when it's when it's dead? When yeah. there's no life. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what happens. A spirit of lethargic will suck the life out of community. Humdrum, no enthusiasm, and just moving along, going nowhere, that brings frustration and heartache to all that are connected. But when life was left, it was encouraged to keep moving. No, I'm sorry, what life was left? Yeah. Courage to keep moving. There was no life. But right. he wake up. Mm -hmm. We need to wake up in our communities. Yes. Strengthen what little remains for even what is left, almost dead. So it appeared from this text that this place was on life support. It was barely existing. It was going down the wrong path. And it was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time for the lights to never turn on again. It's like a church in the community with the same five or six people who shows up every week in the same presentations, the same spirit of just existing surfaces in the room. But we gotta wake up. You know, we gotta have new methods, we gotta have new ideas, new approaches in a changing world. We have to wake up. We have to store up our pure minds and get a grip, get a hold of what's going on. So the people who once lived in the community of Sardis, they were all, they were well-established. They were well-established Jews. This, mm -hmm. uh, uh, there, there had to be people with many gifts, many talents and experience and wisdom, but it was dying off. But in Paul, in his writing, he said, for this reason, I remind you to face to the flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of hands. So mm -hmm. thank God again, just for this church, how God again wanted them to come to a place of life. Go back to what you believed and heard at first and hold on to it firm. Mm -hmm. And the sixth church was the Philadelphia church, bringing this near close here. The sixth church is Philadelphia. This church is weak, but it had an obedient church. Mm -hmm. Church is weak, but it had an obedient church. I know all the things you do. You're going to keep reminding them of the things that they did. He said, but I have an open door for you that no one can close. Mm -hmm. Strength, yet you obeyed not my word and did not deny me. I'm sorry, you have a little strength, but yet you obeyed my word. Yes, yes. you obeyed my word and yes. deny me. But an open door is there. This sounds like uh, the, when the mayor of a city gives you the key to the city. <laughs> Key to the city, having a key to the city comes with the rights and the privilege that anyone would gladly accept. You know, access is powerful to maintain. No, access is powerful to come with all these rights and privileges 
that anyone would gladly accept. So it's a powerful thing to be able to maintain having the, the, the ability to operate and function well in a city environment. But another relevant point about having the access to a community day is knowing all the ins and the outs of the city. Yeah. There's so many things to learn about the services and the outreach of the day-to-day -day handling of the fairs that are needed to help people get along. So in a community recently, uh, you know, I, I want to say that uh, there was something that happened in the community where I live. You know, a lot of community businesses were shutting down. Uh, people were closing. But there was a person who had a desire to do a business, and, and that same business that shut down, this person had the desire to do the very same thing. So guess what? They took advantage. Okay. Open door was there. And see, mm -hmm. God opens a door for you in your communities. We want to walk in that door and let God's blessings be for us just as we are serving of that same community that seemed like it was about to be lost. But some mm -hmm. along and breathe life back into that community. So that was one of the very successful things that I learned about uh, this church. So, but they found their strength and they found their tenacity to overcome in their situation. And the mm. last church, because I've been talking a little bit long here, but I want to bring this to a close about these churches. The last church is Laodicea, the seventh church, which is, it was styled as a lukewarm church yeah. Committed. The writer says, I know all things that you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I mm. were one or the other, but but since you're neither lukewarm or neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I don't want that to happen for me, Day. I don't want God to spit me out of his mouth. So mm. in a community with this attitude has no fire, mm -hmm. vision to accomplish a work from all appearances. You are either on or you're either off. So you want to get something done or you don't. It takes focus, it takes a plan and a design to get through the halls of government, governing cities, through the municipalities and all other local government establishments. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Dave, this community didn't see its own faults. Mm -hmm. Rich, I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. But you don't realize, oh, this is scary, that you are wretched and miserable and poor, blind and naked. Yeah. There's only one outcome of a community out of touch with reality. If you're out of touch with reality, there's only one outcome. Yeah. Business will pull out. Families will leave the community. Buildings will be boarded up. And the yeah. landscape will all become unattended. But the difference to turning this tide around, Dave, is taking a good self-assessment of where you are in a community and making the necessary changes to win. Mm. Bring us to a close, we want our churches to win. We want yeah. our churches to excel. We want our churches to see their faults, see their wrongs, and see where they can repent and confess to make things right in God. And when we do that, he's a loving God. He is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. He's a forgiving God. He wants yeah. us to win. He wants to make all things well. So this has been a great opportunity for us to share with you. I hope something was said that was impactful 
that was relevant, what was meaningful. So Dave, I'm going to turn it back over to you. All right. Well, Terrence, thank you so much for making that all-important connection of the seven churches to identity. See, they were identified by what they had or what they lacked and how important it is for us today to recognize, to pay, to pay attention to those important elements that form our identity. We'll be no stronger, we'll be no more effective than uh, in our communities than, than what our identity projects and how important it is to remember that Jesus must be the glue yes. that uh, makes us who we are, that keeps us who and what we should be. Thank you. Thank you for that, for just bringing all of those things to light today. God bless you, doctor. Amen. Thank you, Dave. It's so great for being with you on the day. So until the next time, be blessed.